most of us are getting ready to take a right-hand turn into chaos of fall season, right? Yeah, a big U-turn from summer vacay. Yeah, so I really thought I would start with one of my mom hacks. Um, I'm the mom of four children, and y'all know what's coming just around the corner. Just as soon as you sharpen those pencils, they're going to say, it's school picture day. And so your kids are going to pick out their favorite outfits, and they're going to get just all perfect for their yearbook picture, right? Um, And did your kids do that? Okay, so true story. My kids did love, and I think I made it my thing too. Like, oh, let's make sure you wear something for picture day. But then I got a little wiser. And I realized if they wear a shirt that I don't like, I'm not going to feel like I need to buy that package of pictures as $120 where your kid looks completely (laughs) terrified and that person brushed their hair the wrong way. What about the fake stack of books behind them? Or or like the fake fence post that they prop up on or something. Like mine, um, it was dorky if you dressed up for pictures. So you just wore your t-shirt. And the only reason we got school pictures was because um, you had to have one for the yearbook. Right, but you don't have to buy those, people. No. Okay, save your money and just spend money. Get a professional photographer. Yeah, for the whole family. Spend money, the same money you spent on those god-awful school pictures. Facts. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get to one day where we just submit our photos to for the yearbook instead of like them taking the school pictures. That would be great. Yeah. That would be great. Because just to buy one is like $25. That's the least, I mean, I think that's the least expensive package. It's crazy. And probably nobody wants to put your kid's school picture on the mantle. I'm not trying to be rude, but like if you have six or seven grandkids, do you want six or seven photos of the same tacky fence post on your <laughs> mantle? No, get a family photo, save your money, friends, dress them ugly, make their hair crazy, do what you got to do so you don't suck her into buying those things. <laughs> it is, after all, the picture that will last the longest is not the one on the mantle or the one that gets thrown away if you spend all the money on it, but the one in their yearbooks. Yeah. That people look at later and laugh about. <laughs> And that's not just on your mantle. It's for everybody. <laughs> yeah. So there's my hack for you. My my first day of school hack. But, you, you know, as we were drawing out of the summer, Allison and I have been talking about all the life changes that are coming up in her life, all the life changes that have happened in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, if you listen last week, we basically said my life is like one of those squirrels running around Frantically, almost hitting the car, riding the other way. That's kind of how my life has been for the past year. (laughs) And so I really got to thinking, in our society, we don't do a really good job of pausing in the moment Mm -hmm. and really letting it sink in. What is really happening? What just happened? Um, How do I feel about that? How do I process? What does this mean for my future? What does this mean for my children's future? Um, some of us can go way too far down there. If, if that's you, turn this episode off, please, because you probably need to stop thinking about it. <laughs> but for those of us that just, you know, fill our schedule with more things, yeah, we really do need to stop and take pause and steal away a little bit of time by ourselves, which we also talked about last week. Listening for God. Listening for God and letting it all sink in. Absolutely. Um, I think we're really focusing on some two scriptures from Joshua chapter three, verses three through four today. And it's, he says, 
giving orders to the people. He says, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. And I think that unknowingly we had both read these verses from Joshua and that you've never been this way before stuck out to both of us. Yes. Like, okay, where should you keep your eyes? It says, but keep a distance between you and don't go near it. So it gives you instructions, but it's like, okay, keep your eyes on the Lord basically because it's the Ark of the Covenant, which is the Lord (laughs) or what was then like, you know, you're carrying him through. So it's like, you've never been this way before. So keep your eyes on God and just follow him. That's so powerful. It is so powerful, but like, let's think of the things that we might do instead of focusing on God. I have lots of Um, go-tos. I will call all of my friends to process what just happened in my life. I want them to, I want to sound off with them. I want them to tell me their thoughts on it. And those are good things, especially if your people are following God. But then, only then, after I've called my list, do I sit with God and ask him. (laughs) We go into emergency mode. Yeah, but emergency mode should probably not be. Right. It should be go straight to God, just like these verses are saying. Like, you've never been this way before, so look to God. And then it does say, you know, also the Levitical priests are carrying it, you know, blah, 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 stay about. It gives you directions, but... Keep your eyes on the Lord. And then you can take into account all those other things. But the main thing is follow him. Yeah. So um, recently I've had a turn of events where a year ago, if you had asked me if this turn of events were possible, I would have laughed hysterically and genuinely in your face and said, there is no way that would ever happen. (laughs) But alas, here we are. Okay. Oh, God. So he's like that. I have accepted this um, turn of events, and I thought pretty graciously, to be honest, don't you think? Uh, Totally. Right. And then I also put all the parameters in place and all the rules and regulations of what was going to take place, and I lined all the ducks up for miles and miles. They were in a row. (laughs) And alas, you'd be surprised to know, it did not work out that way. So then I was at a crossroads and I got to decide if, and actually God hit me over the head with this one rather aggressively. God said, Melissa, if you believe that I made this turn of events come to fruition, do you then think that I would abandon you once you have been obedient? Do you not think that I was going to see this entire turn of events through? Hmm. Um, And just because it doesn't look how you thought it should look, does that mean that I'm still not at work? That's that's deep, man. It was really actually kind of cruel. (laughs) Because, (laughs) well, we like to have those directions. We like, you know, my mom, she's the the map lady. You know, before (laughs) she goes anywhere, she likes to look at the map. She likes to study the roads. She wants to see where the turns are. She wants to know what the landmarks are and where she's supposed to turn, what bridge she's going to pass, what river, because that might be interesting too. <laughs> and that is great. We, you, like you, you're so, talking about your ducks, right? And that's what we do. We want the whole plan. But the Lord is like, um, just get in the car. And you're yeah. like, yeah, but where are we going? 
and how which way are we going to take? Are we going to take 440? Are we going to take 64? Are we going to take the back roads? The like, highway, do I need snacks roads? for this? How right. far am I going? Yeah. <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, um, I'll let you know once yeah. we get to the intersection. And you're, and we're like, no, I, I need to know beforehand which way I'm going to turn so I'm prepared. Wait, and, he's and like, where are the bathrooms mm-hmm. on this route? Yeah. <laughs> Because I go to the bathroom a lot. Like, I drink a lot of water. And what about your snacks? My snacks. Y'all, I need a snack bag. I need some bathroom breaks scheduled out. Ask my husband. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't get that with the Lord. Right. But I went ahead of the Lord. You're welcome. And I made <laughs> lots of phone calls to make sure that everyone was on my on the same page with me. Like, I gave them the book mm-hmm. that they You're... didn't follow. Mm. Yeah, so here we are. And I mean, this is a fresh wound, my friends. Yes. <laughs> fresh wound. Um, but this is when God has taught me yet again. We've been doing this whole release control thing with me. Thank you, God, for that lesson repeatedly. Um, but it's just an even deeper deeper level of trusting God when he said, would I not right. see you through the entire turn of events if I called this into your life and... I had no answer for that. A lot of repentance, but (laughs) thank goodness there's some of that, right? So see, we're learning. Right. We're learning along the way. And I think new ways are always scary, Um, but it doesn't have to be overwhelming or scary just because it's new. It usually is, (laughs) (laughs) but it doesn't have to be. It's just a new way. And God is with us in that. And I love that story of how God was just using it to remind you, like, does it, I'm, I'm still with you. So what's changed? Like, no, we're not following um, your game plan. Right. right? My map quest. I, I think, good job. <laughs> Thanks for spending the time on that, honey. But, um, and that was really cute. Yeah, I think that's what he says to <laughs> me sometimes. Precious. Like, you are so cute, Allison. But, um, no, we're going to do it my way, <laughs> you know. And, and trust me in that. And, and I love that. Um, I, I think this is what, when these scriptures hit me and there were so, there's so many, like, I mean, I have a daughter going to college and a son that just got his driver's license and we have the, so really, and he really just has his first real year of high school now. So I don't really count last year and just lots of things, you know, these are big life things. They can be scary. It's change. I've for never some, been this way before. Yeah, for some of you, it is sending your youngest to kindergarten and coming oh. home to an empty house, which actually is what you're going to do for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So how are you preparing for that? Because it's imminent. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. We're just doing a lot of shopping for the dorm room. Oh, gosh. So y'all also, <laughs> this is back to the what are you doing instead of dealing with it. Um, we need to take the time to process that. I, I do. Yes, we do. But I think for me, mm-hmm. I have to wait sometimes until it occurs. I think sometimes when you're going to a place you've never been before, um, it's not that I am brushing it aside and not trying to deal with it. It's that I don't understand quite what I'm in for until I actually experience it and move her in and come home without her and her room is empty for the first time. Like I can kind of try to imagine what that is. It's like, it's like when someone has lost a 
you know, a spouse or, or they've experienced something that you haven't experienced yet, you can try to have empathy for them. But unless you've actually experienced it, it's really hard to go there. And, and so I think I'm not really trying to avoid it. And I think that's what we do. Sometimes we have to live it yeah. before we can deal with it. Yeah. Like I always go, well, I'm not there yet. Like, yeah. you know, even when I was going to see Alice in the summer and, you know, it was on the calendar for a long time and she's like, are you excited? And I was like, I just can't get excited yet because this, this, and this still has to happen before I can get excited about that because there are so many other things I need to jump before then. Right. Yeah. And I think what the Lord, when I was really kind of meditating on these verses, like you've never been this way before the Lord, just this tender whisper of, he said, you just, Allison, you've never been this way before. So follow me and I'll show you the way. But remember to step back, reflect and listen so you know what is ahead because I will show you and I will prepare you. And so I know that even though I can't really comprehend how I'm going to feel once this takes place, the Lord is preparing me and I trust in that. And it's like um, I was on a walk and I was just looking down at this um, dirty, rocky road and it was a little muddy from the rain and I was just so focused on that. But when the Lord just started speaking those words to my heart and I looked up, it was like, oh, so this rocky path, this muddy, rocky path is going to end. And then it goes, then it goes to grass and then it goes to concrete where the parking lot is. And so I just had to look up. It was such a reminder of don't get so caught up in your current terrain, right? But look up, keep your eyes on me like it says in these scriptures, and you will see the road before you. I'm preparing the way before you. It's not going to stay rocky and muddy. We're going to move on to the next part of the path and then the next. And it was such a cool visual and experience to just kind of have that and be listening for God. I do love that. And I think it's important when we are facing some place we've never been before, which let's be honest, if we're following God truthfully and we're basically giving it all to God and allowing him complete control, we're often going to be someplace we've never been before. (laughs) Facts. That's such a good point. (laughs) And so, Oh my gosh. It's so important to focus on who God is because We might not know what that looks like, but we know what God does in that situation. We might not know how, let's say, our child's going to respond when they go to college, but we know God's truths and God's promises. That's right. And so that is why we're always saying it's so important to get into God's word and know his character and know who he is and what he claims over our lives. He can, mm -hmm. I think the listening part of this past summer has been so crucial Because I started to realize that no matter how dark things may seem, how rocky the terrain, no matter what's swirling around, God's voice can always penetrate that if you're listening. And if you've practiced and, you know, been disciplined enough to practice um, stealing your own thoughts and comments to listen to him and then trusting in that. Yeah. In his presence. And trusting in that without printing out directions ahead of time. (laughs) Which, let's be honest, we're still going to do. But we, (laughs) no matter how much we practice, that's going to take a lot. Like maybe Mother Teresa made it to that point. I don't know. I mean, but we can strive. 
So again, give yourself grace in all of this. This is a learning process, but I think the Lord honors that practice, you know, that that desire to move to the next level. And maybe we, you know, we start out with the whole plan and then we just say, okay, I just need to know which highway. Or am I going, not even which highway, north, east, west, or south? Oh yeah, you lost me there. <laughs> Give me a compass, maybe that'll help. <laughs> but also when you're in the middle of this, and maybe like Allison, you have to tuck it away for now because you can't quite process it all. Make sure you go back to process it mm -hmm. because I am the queen of bags. I have bags. You can ask Allison if I pack for something. I have bags upon bags, bags that are in the bags that are upon the bags. Um, the bag lady. I'm the bag lady, but metaphorically I'm as well. And so there are so many things that I processed over the summer that I had tucked away and I'm talking years, mm. years of baggage tucked away. And when I sat in silence, we were able to sift through it a little bit. I was able to bring it to God. I was able to process it at this level. Keeping in mind that God doesn't always think it's your time to process something. That's right. Right? I mean, some of these things that I processed over the summer are things that I probably was not mature enough to process um, previously without catching a felony. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that the grace of God? You know, he, I think he has circled you back. Yeah. Like we talked about last week, how sometimes we miss things and we don't get them until we, God circles us back in some way, in some new way of studying scripture, some new circumstance, some, some new practice, whatever it is. Um, and that is, that's beautiful because sometimes when we're on the way or in it, we aren't ready yeah. at that time. And that's God's grace and his love for us. But he'll circle us back when it's time and when he thinks we're ready. And we can process it. It would have been hard to record this from prison. Yes, yes. We may have never met. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you, God, for that. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you, like, jokingly, but also a little seriously, when you look at that in itself, the fact that I'm here recording a podcast when if I had processed this particular situation, you know, back when I was 18 or even 31 when it came back to my mind uh, or was brought to my attention, I probably would have been to prison. Like I would have, if I had really like marinated on it, I would have been in prison. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I'm kind of joking, but not to say God was gracious in the time of his revealing because turns out he knows all. Yeah. I, know. I don't know why <laughs> we're always surprised in that. <laughs> he, he really does know what he's doing. Yes. And I actually said to my husband yesterday, we were riding in the car having this great conversation. And I was like, you know, I am so glad I don't have God's job. Oh, God. I know that sometimes, like, I feel like I should be in charge of certain things. But I am so glad I don't have his job. Right? Oh, all the belly aching, all the anger, all the hurting of one another, like watching your children you yes. know, just hurt each other every day and, and the division. And I'm like, I'm just so glad I'm not in charge. It's hard enough to parent two children. <laughs> I can't imagine the whole world. Right. Holy cow. Thank you, Lord. I mean, truly. Thank I you, mean, Lord. And when I'm you a... put it in that perspective, you're like, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. For all things and for being in charge. I don't want your job. Yeah. There it is. I don't want to be in charge either. Yeah. And I think we are able to process things a lot easier 
one of the, of the other ways we can get caught up in helping everyone else with their problems mm-hmm. so that we don't have to deal with ours. And one of my favorite new sayings for myself, we'll have to do another podcast on this, uh, not your job. Mm. I tell myself that and my children and whoever, when they start to worry about something, it's like, not your job. Yeah. I mean, you can pray, don't get me wrong. And I'm not saying don't care about people and don't pray for people, but you can't fix people. We can't be in charge of everyone. Again, we're not God. Yeah. We can do our, we can do what we can do in our part, but something's just not your job. And I say not my circus, not my monkeys. So I like that too. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to dig deeper on that. Um, summer. Um, But we are looking forward to being with you next week on The Center and the Saints.